The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! I didn't know Questlove was even dude, doing a, anything at all. He's a badass, dude. He's been putting out like eight hours every other day. Really? He did six days of Prince. Right. One day was people pr- uh, doing Prince songs. Right. One day was Prince hits. The other day was Prince slow jams. The other one was like, like he went down and he broke it all up into themes and shit. Right. It was insane, dude. That's was, awesome. Yeah, it's fucking incredible. But he also did a set last night doing like old, like progressive UK 60s bands and shit. Did I ever like, tell you when I saw the Roots at fucking uh, Bumbershoot? Bumbershoot. Yeah, I think you told me about that like briefly. I mean, but this was like almost 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was forever Roots have been ago. doing it forever. Dude. It might have been more than 20 years ago. Roots have did Black Thought is doing, he did an NPR tiny desk at home by himself, and he did a whole set in a chair. Right. Like a fucking pimp, dude. Wow. With a mic in front of him on an easy boy lounger. Just killing it, dude. That's awesome. So, I mean, people are doing whatever they can do. We were just talking about the, the versus battle. Um, the timber- su- Surviving that Q life. Yeah, I know, dude. Fuck that Q, dog. Uh, but Timberland and Swiss Beats famously did a versus, and then they got together to put together a company to try to reach out to all the big name DJs to do verses, which is how we, thank God, got RZA and Primo on the screen at the same time spinning. And if you guys didn't see that, we talked about that brief, but um, it was magical. And not just just over a week. Yeah, Do, yeah, it was yeah. like a week and a half or yeah, so. Yeah, week and a half. Um, but you, but yeah, actually, Bobby texted me and said, "Hey, dude, Primo versus Rizzo right now," and I was like, "Oh!" And then I watched <laughs> it. But you know, it was a beautiful part. It wasn't so much what they were spinning, which was also miraculous, but it was watching their reactions to each other's music yeah. and how they were like, "My God, I love this fucking joint, dude!" Like watching them big up each other. Uh, recently, Teddy Riley versus Babyface. If you're not a black man from the early 80s, you probably don't know what I'm saying. That probably doesn't But, uh, but register. I just survive or grow up in a major <laughs> urban environment. Um, but uh, Teddy Riley, famously of Guy, and uh, he did Rex in Effect. And um, <clears throat> he also produced a lot of huge hits for people. Babyface being part of LA and Babyface. That was a production team that put out a buttload of music. Uh, very slow jammy, R&B kind of. Um, back in the day when it was all party rap and shit. So it was a lot of, it was a lot of that. The funniest part about it is it took two days to put it together. Cause the first day they're so old and out of touch. They didn't know how to work any of the equipment. <laughs> so like there'd be points where like Teddy Riley would walk away and everybody would be like, where did Teddy go? And he'd just disappear for a while. I don't right. know. He was, but it's sort of like boomer shit, dude. You're like, dog, get your shit together, dude. It was hilarious. But, um, You're the old man from fucking house party all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> but next up, hey, 
get it get it ready we're gonna have uh we're gonna have uh one mr dr dre against one mr scruff diddy um yeah yeah dude i i that's a mismatch listen i i call i mean you can call it now dog you can just call it. i mean dre has this is arguably one of the top two or three greatest smoke tracks of all time dude we when he smoked easy I mean, Jesus Christ. There was no recovering from that. Even though he got Ice Cube's help. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it it was, yeah, God, I love that time of hip hop. It was so (laughs) ratchet. Um, But Dre, obviously, famously, not only did a lot of music later on for NWA, remember, he didn't produce a lot of that early stuff. But now you look at all that stuff that expanded from that, whether it's fucking Eminem or or fucking every other one off that he's done uh, with Tupac and. And then you've got. Well, we'll fucking, talk about Snoop a little later, but you've got. Yeah, yeah we will. Uh, we've well, and then you look at Diddy, who basically did one thing. Because I'm not going to do that, that. Fucking what is that mafia fucking bullshit with Mace? And, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not going to count any of that. No, that bad boy entertainment shit no. can give, go fuck itself. <laughs> um, he just happened to know how to steal eight bars and then become friends with one of the best MCs of all time. Mm-hmm. That's all he's done. I don't. I. I'm. I really don't. I don't know what the big deal about Diddy has ever been. Quite frankly, yeah. I think, I think Biggie was just so good. At I think the first time I saw him was on uh, Saturday Night Live. Was he dancing around like an idiot? And it, uh, yeah. Oh, and, shocker! But it was like they did the the big Zeppelin hook mm-hmm. and the whole fucking thing, and it was god awful. It's like I said, the fact that he had Biggie rhyming yeah. over his beats made. If that was anybody else over those beats, he would have been uh, he would have been an afterthought in history. Well, yeah, because his beats were not good. Sorry, they yeah, just weren't. Not at all. All you Diddy fans, suck it. Wow. <laughs> but but look out for that. Something to do in the apocalypse while you're sitting here again with the handsome boys. We are so, back. Sorry for not getting at you guys on Monday morning with the new uh, podcast. We're still trying to figure out what we're doing around here. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But as you well know, as you have known during this apocalypse, you can always count on a Thursday morning, Friday morning ru- upload of a of a new podcast from at least me and Mr. Van Noyes. Absolutely. So, um, my name's Aaron Antonio Branderas Sanchez, the fourth of the <laughs> San Bernardino Branderases. <laughs> to my left and my right is one Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes, Durango's Hello. Lothario, Durango's barometer. The Biv. The Biv. Nobody beats the Biv, dude. Um, yeah. How you been doing, man? How was, um, how, how was your last week? You know what's awesome is when a client asks me, like, hey, where did BVN come from? <laughs> yeah. Because I you get to explain it. I named, like, an actual company. That's your... F- I mean, people write checks out they write, BVN. I have registered in the state of Colorado. It's the BVN. Best. It's the best. LLC. And I do very serious work. Yes. But it's all named after a fucking (laughs) nickname on my podcast because I'm a moron. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of the best. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I was hungover as fuck when I was oh, doing sure. it. And I was like, I'm calling this BVN. I don't even fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> like I like to say, you're either coming off of a hangover or trying to get drunk. There's no in-between. <laughs> um, or, yeah, vice versa. Um, Consecutively and concurrently. Yeah, yeah brother. How, how was the last... I, we've talked subsequently, but the listeners obviously love to know how Mr. Bivens... Uh, 
week was since last week? Um, what, what, what was this week different from the last couple with the pandemic or better or worse? What's going on? Uh, it's been a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. uh, Thanks for asking. Yeah. No, I'm full on. I'm in it. You're you're in it for a number I'm, of reasons. We're not going to get into some no, of those reasons. No, we won't. But <laughs> I've been in the fucking foxhole for like yeah, three brother. weeks, man. Yeah, and this like, last week has been rough. Bobby, you didn't? Did you catch Bobby's cameo in 1917? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was the kid crying in the foxhole. I was the only guy that shot himself. <laughs> oh my god, dude! So it, it, it obviously hasn't been fun. No, I don't think it's fun for anyone. I no. think we're all kind of dealing with a very similar reality. Um, we've uh, seen some meltdowns and some people breaking. Uh, people are wilding, dude. People dude, are straight up losing their shit right people now. People are losing their shit. You want to talk? We we have a. We're not going to do any names or get too specific, but there's a mutual friend of ours that's having a very difficult time during this. Um, and had like a full come apart, basically. Yeah, and we don't. Or what appears to be. And we don't know like what the 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 genesis of this meltdown um, has been, but it's been very public for the last twenty four hours. Um, you know, things posted on Facebook, and uh, this gentleman is really having a rough go. Yeah, and it sounds like he's just. It's not a. He's not in a good space right now. He's a kid that we've loved in the past. Yes, and. Um, May or may not have, I don't know, done some work with him in the past. And, yeah, without um, divulging too much info. Yeah. And those who know, know, and those who don't, won't. Yeah, so. uh, but he's 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 obviously having a hard time. Yeah. Um, I sent him a message trying to reach out a little bit, got nothing back. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he's been unhinged. Yeah, which is indicative like, of the times. Yeah, uh, I mean, for sure. And, people are going to react differently. And we can only guess what, like, what you know, has sort of contributed. <laughs> to I, love you, I love you trying to find the diplomacy. It's great. Because I just want to say it. I know. I know. I just want to say it. I know you do, dude. Yeah. Say it with your eyes. I know. Because <laughs> I can smell it on your sweat. Oh, brother. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, we're all, I mean, here we are. We're doing what we do. Here we are. We're what, week five, technically for Durango. Much further down the road for most places. Um, we are actually looking at here in Colorado, for all you non-Colorado people, or maybe some of you just don't know, we are looking for uh, looking at uh, the first of the non-essential businesses being able to reopen May 1st. Doesn't mean they're going to, doesn't mean they have to, just means they're allowed to from a mandate standpoint. And then bars and restaurants being able to have dine-in, which is the big thing. We've been we've been able to do pickup right. and delivery this whole time. We're going to be able to do dine-in as of what's called mid-May. No date yet. Could be the 13th. Could be the 19th. It, yeah. We don't know. So for us in Colorado, or at least us in La Plata County and us in Durango, it looks like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know if that's necessarily good or bad. I'm not – I don't want to give up. I mean, we yep. can talk about that. It's hard to say. Um, in my mind, we just, Bob, you and I talked about it. We were talking about like the, the president sh- sh- doing a 60 day immigration policy, no one in policy. When this first happened, I probably did a very unlikable thing for a left leaning person, which is my first response was, oh no, if this is a real thing, like they're saying, no ins and outs, yeah. you know, it's like a, it's like a capacity no, party, no in and out, like yeah. we're done. Um, and 
I know that would be, and I wouldn't even put immigration as part of that. One in, it one out. Have just been like, can we do one in, one out? No, we can't. Do it. <laughs> Only if you have a hot girl. Uh, <laughs> you get to the front of the line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so obviously, everybody from Brazil first in. First in. Just big butts. Uh, <laughs> but big but no, butts. we we did. Uh, we're we're doing that currently in the United States. If you didn't know, but at least in um, Colorado, it's looking like that we. Things might return to a little bit of normal. What that means with who will actually come out, who will actually um, go to those stores, we don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's going to start slow. It's going to ramp up. People are starting to think like there's going to be like a train to Busan wave of people that are just going to fucking... It's not going to happen. Like that night's going to happen, though. I think there'll be a party night. But but you got to remember, a lot of people with a lot of money in this town are the people that are most likely to get infected for sure so everybody over 50 they're the last ones that are going to go back to normal so a lot of the fine dining places are going to still it's still going to be tough yeah but the ranch uh, some of our kind of more and i say this lovingly some of our more dirt baggy places in town sure we'll see an influx of people a lot of those people being the people that didn't believe this was real in the first place for sure so now it's going to be a congregation of yep those yep. people. And they get to sit around and they get to tell each other how this Oh, we were so right. Right. And wow, did we over fucking react. I can't wait and to hear those conversations. I know. I can't. I know. I can't wait. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's total bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because um, uh, I think, what was it? Was it Norway? Norway or Scandinavia was the only country to go, well, everybody's doing it this way. Let's just Sweden. see what happens. Sweden. Let's just see what happens if we just open the door. And... Co figure, if you look at the graph of cases, oh, dude, <laughs> as soon as he did that, their deaths went like literally off the chart. Oh, like straight up. Like, if you were to look at a line graph, I mean, it went straight up, it was vertical, right? You and could hang a basketball hoop on that fucking amen. spike, dude. amen. So, say what you want, whether you think it's a hoax or not. We've talked yeah. about this for weeks. Um, but now, at their least argument though is that yeah. with that vertical spike, then you get a vertical drop, drop because of the people, whoever got it, got it. Because now we're through it. I'm not. I'm not. The, the okay. How about this? We'll leave it at this. I am willing to have a discussion about any of it, but there's no way I'm going to have a discussion about this is definitive. Of course. So from any angle, whether it's a hoax, whether it's going to last for a hundred years, I don't want nobody can look me in the eye and tell me they know what's going to happen. Still, they don't know what this virus is. Of course is. not. Still, no so, one knows. Why don't we err on the side of caution and just kind of slow roll this shit? A you little know, bit. don't everybody can't be a Florida. Beach. You don't want to be wrong. Think about that. You what know if what you're I mean? wrong? And then who are you going to? What blame? if you're wrong? And then who are you going to blame though? Yeah. Is it still going to be fucking? Is still if you think be... the Earth is flat and you get in a boat and just decide I'm going off the edge, let's just do that's it. That's a long trip, dog. Yeah, brother. Because you're never going to get to the edge. <laughs> <laughs> Why hasn't some knucklehead learned how to sail? You know, got I know. himself some funding. And it's just weird, right? It. And just did it. Yeah. Nobody's Eric, stopping you, by the way. Some Leif Erickson, Eric the Red type of, oh, wait, they did do all that. Uh, <laughs> some Baron Munchausen fucking. Yeah. <laughs> for all you Gilliam fans out there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, but outside of that, it's been the normal quarantine sort of thing. Um, speaking. Well, we were talking earlier. Yes. And you kind of got into the, um, uh, the border closings and everything. And I, I made the point, which I think. In my brain, make makes sense. Yeah. Okay, like, I'm on board if that's what you want to do. Okay. Shut her down, right? Okay. Okay. So, next step. Now you got everybody in one place. 
They're all stuck in their homes. They're all, you know where everyone's at. So now what do you do? You get everyone a test. (laughs) Every man, woman, child in this fucking country. Absolutely. You get them a fucking test. What about the Cajuns? Test. I don't know, man. Leave them on. No. Of course the Cajuns. Test the Cajuns. And then they're not going to believe the test results. Obviously. You know? Or everyone's going to have that moment of like, I had this three weeks ago. I, yes. You know what I mean? That's what's going to happen. Yes. I'm firmly, firmly, firmly believe that. Should we do it like uh, like the... I'm not convinced that we all didn't have this shit in... After snowdown or whatever. Well, dude, I know there's a big thought around Remember like about two that. weeks. Oh, yeah. There was, everybody got hit. Everybody got smashed. So let me ask you a question. Should we have some way to signify that you're you're recovered and have antibodies? I would guess like, some sort of patch on your like a coat. Yellow, like a yellow star on your... <laughs> Something. Oh, my God. It's so well, just like, you know, the little red coronas. Yeah. What's the worst know, that could happen? The little virus stamp. Yeah. yeah. And so if you didn't have that, you can't see the people that do have that beating up the people that didn't have that. Right? Oh, no. I'm not going nah, to even... I'm not going to lay a hand on that's somebody. Never, that's never going to happen. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, only. Yeah. Right? It's an antibody party, dude. Right. Antibodies only, bro. Well, and I, I've read a couple of articles, and obviously there's an article to dispute whatever article you want to find. Oh, dude. I mean... I can find 10 to 1 on anything yeah. you believe. So you can go down right. any rabbit hole that <laughs> feeds your own confirmation bias <laughs> right. and just, just find anything. And post it to Facebook. Right. You need a meme? Look it up. There's a meme oh, out there meme that supports your bullshit. 100%. Whatever your bullshit happens to right. be. Um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> Dude, I saw a thing that I thought of you. On World Store, uh, <laughs> I love a, that you just spend your time at World Star. I, dude, that's what I, I do. I'm a, I'm a 47 year old white man living in Durango on World Star. I like that you check your World Star feed before you check your email every morning. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't even check my voicemail before I check World Star, dude. That's where I get. Do you still get voicemails? Yeah, I know. Weird, right? Who are those fucking psychopaths, by the way, that still call? I get you so. I tell my clients, stop it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not leave me a voicemail. Send me an email. Yeah, for sure. I will respond to that email. I'm assuming that your voicemail is a butt dial. Because yeah, yeah. you're not actually going to leave me a assumption. message. That's my assumption. Just saying. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a notorious call screener. I saw, I, saw, <laughs> I saw a video, a guy that works on 5G towers made. He was on top of the tower. Right. He's on top of a 5G tower. And, he, and it was a... It was a video to prove that everybody thinking this causes shit's wrong so he has an rf meter a radio frequency meter and he's literally right next to the antenna he's behind it and he goes look at my rf meter it's not going off look at it yeah oh by the way i have two just in case you think that i'm I'm fucking around fucking around there's batteries in it the whole deal then he takes the same one moves it to the front and it starts beeping Right, and he goes. Listen to me. If you're not directly in front of this thing, it has zero effect. Yeah, and they're these are hundreds of this a hundred feet up in the air. Unless you were directly in front of it, like it in is between them, zero. Effect. <laughs> Just hanging. it was interesting. And granted, I could say that to somebody. They go, "Well, that was all bullshit. That was all photoshopped." And there's literally nothing you can tell anybody. So whatever, live in your live in your paranoid delusion. I guess I know. I know I'm happier not being paranoid and deluded. But if that's what floats your boat, dude, go for it. Bro. I can't wait until we put five G on the moon, even though it doesn't exist. Well, obviously, you know, yeah, it's just a NASA. How do you get picture. to the moon off of a flat Earth? 
Nobody's <laughs> ever thought about that. Dude, that's the cool thing. You can get there in a paper airplane. It doesn't matter. Fucking A, right, brother? You, you don't even need to break gravitational field because there is none. <laughs> How about the dude that tried to launch his own rocket to take the picture of the flat earth and ended up killing himself? Yeah. Darwinism, brother. Yeah, At its but finest. No way did he kill himself, dude. Bill Gates killed him. Oh, well... T- Okay. Bill Gates Sorry. smoked him. Let me back up. <laughs> he was out there with a the high-powered Browning. Yeah. Just fucking torched him as, as oh, man. his ascent. Th- that's another rabbit hole before we move on to yeah. alcohol. like That's a rabbit hole that people have been going down. Because the 5G the went into the Bill Gates right. thing. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, you didn't know that like Bill Gates vaccinated and killed 400,000 Africans because of polio or some shit like this in 19 blah 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 and uh, and then you go look up the shit and none of that happened none of that happened none of that no. happened and Bill Gates is actually Bill and Belinda Gates have given billions and billions of There's dollars much single, less their time much less their not a single their, more philanthropic financially right people that have ever lived now he does believe in vaccines he believes that vaccines 100%. save lives he and might be right. I don't know. I, I'm gonna I, say I'm gonna say I haven't seen a case of measles, mumps, polio, uh, fucking in, in my lifetime uh, with anybody I know. At least not until I mean you wouldn't even see it on the news until people stopped vaccinating. Just saying, boy, that's a weird coincidence. I know, right? And all of a sudden you're seeing measles outbreaks in little towns, and you're fucking heard of smallpox. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, we went down this road. It's just infuriating when people look yeah. at empirical evidence and, and dismiss it. It just makes ah, me. I get it. When I was in the Air Force, I got vaccinated for anthrax. Dope. Full on experimental. And you've never listened to that band again. You know what I mean? <laughs> and all of a sudden, Scott Ian was repulsive to me. <laughs> then I. Then everybody's been vaccinated. Uh, <laughs> boy, you're talking about a specific niche of comedy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Bobby. Bobby brought something extremely special. I brought some fire. Um, it's straight fire. We've we've not brought. I mean, no. Last week we did a whiskey that was really nice. Um, for but it was it was nice for the price type of thing. Yeah. Um, this is just good booze. Talk about it, dude. Well, so we've done tequilas. I think we one time did a mezcal. I, I don't even know if we have. No, we've never um, done a mezcal. But we've gone down the tequila rabbit hole a little uh-huh. bit. Um, but I, I, I was walking by and I saw this bottle and I used to have this bottle at, at, at the bar. And I was like, oh, yeah, this shit's like actually really good. And we've never done anything resembling this. Right. So this is a uh, Sotol. S-O-T-O-L. Yeah. Um, so essentially, I mean, technically, this, this is a mezcal by definition. Um, but it's made from, uh, I, I got to remember the name for the planet. It's like Agavechia or something like that, but they call it the Desert Spoon. Right. Which is what Sotal means. I don't know. And so it's just a, you know, it's basically a fermented Mexican spirit, essentially. It, it's it, it's a type of agave, though. It is. It, it's it so, is. So believe it or not, agave is not one thing. There are like 3,000 species of agave. <clears throat> and they're all, it's like grapes. We talked about this a little bit last time we did yep. tequila. But agave is like grapes. Cabernet tastes different from Pinot Noir, which tastes different from Syrah, which tastes different from Alicante, Bouchette, which tastes... Everything has its own thing. And same with agave. When it's treated differently with different humidors and um, different taquilerias, I think it's how it's pronounced. I always fuck that word up. Uh, but, but again, uh, long story short, there's a reason why this all tastes different. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's for sure. a reason why um, one tequila tastes, Siete Leguas tastes completely different from Heredura. There's a reason for it. Your yeah. product. And it's the it's the plant, 
where it's grown and how it's uh, and fermented the in the bottling, just like wine, guys. So Sotol is a type of agave. You can only call tequila tequila if it's grown and and produced in the state of tequila. So any agave-based spirit is essentially mezcal. But not every mezcal But not is every mezcal is a tequila. Right. Yeah. It's that whole Oh, thing. and this is uh, Hacienda de Chihuahua. Chihuahua. And actually, Chihuahua, that region, mm-hmm. is where this plant grows. Yep. Um, it's kind of a high desert um, mountainside kind of agave. Right. It's not a, it's not a, because um, uh, a lot of it in, in the state of tequila is all valley floor. It, right. And that means something because the runoff of mineralities. Exactly. Tendency, t- the tendency of mountain fruit, well, we call it all fruit, by the way. Don't get dis- dismayed sure. by that. But anything grown on a hillside, because of the elevation in the water, it 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 needs to fight harder to get water rather it's a than very, a valley. Very resilient plant. Very resilient plant. But instead of a valley where it pools at the bottom, the minerals run off. Everything runs off. So so plants that survive up a hill tend to be a lot stronger Rugged. genetically and tend to bear better fruit. Right. Which is why hillside fruit and wine is much more valued, even though it, I'm not saying better, just more valued because it the tends o- to be. The only better. argument I've heard against that is that because of that mineral runoff mm-hmm. and because of all that, you get that stronger, like terroir kind of yeah. effect. And that could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on the terroir. But it could be exactly. So, exactly, so, but but this is it's called Hacienda de Chihuahua. Chihuahua! Don't, don't say give me that tequila, by the way, guys. Be proper. Yeah. This is a Sotol. This is Sotol. Um, there's a number of different things you guys will see. There's ricias, mes- uh, there's different kinds of, there's just uh, regular mezcals, there's venenosa. There's, oh, yeah. There's a bunch of different, once you go down the rabbit hole of agave-based spirits, which is what we should kind of categorize all of these as, agave-based spirits. Yes, they're made kind of the same. Yes, they're produced kind of the same, but they couldn't taste more different. I've had sotols that taste like this, and we'll get into this. I've had some that taste like blue cheese. I've had some that taste... Right. Um, funk. I mean, just pure funk. And, funk. and much less tequila-ish than you could ever imagine yes. a plant to be. But um, once it, you... It's the only spirit, I think, that compares to scotch whiskey in the spectrum of like how different... You know, Absolutely. You're, 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 I'd you're, even take it. I'd give it more credit. Uh, tequila, for me, can taste is the most closely associated with wine. You know, um, oh, I'll buy that too, spirit. and I'll buy that too. It is, it is so broad and vast the the flavor profile you can designate. This is a reposado. Well, and with whiskeys, you're building it with the barrels, and right? You're building it right. with, you know what I mean, with your mash bill, and, and you're building it. This seems to be more refining it rather than building, building it, yeah, um, yeah. To, a, to a great extent, which is a great way to put it. Um, this is a reposado. You're it's a reposado. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they just have to stop, reach around, and pat that back. Um, this is a reposado. Um, the the that obviously you guys know that's rested. White being no time on barrel or very short time on barrel. Reposado being no less than six months. Six months. Añejo being no less than two years. Then you get extra añejos, which isn't even a real designation, but it's kind of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge designation. So in this world, like you don't get to aged until you're two years, essentially. Right. That, that would be that considered would be the, aged. This is an aged tequila. spirit. Right. Reposados well, rested. D- rested. Yeah. Um, Reposados tend to be, and granted, when we see reposado, you look at a, we talked about it a little before, you look at a Don Julio reposado, and then you look at a Suerte reposado, and it look like two different liquors. Oh, yeah. One's almost completely opaque and silver, and the other one looks like molasses. 
Like it really depends. Well, there's on, additives. Well, uh, yeah, that's I a mean, huge part of the tequila world that a lot of people don't talk no, about. No, that's is why the additive exactly. Part. And this isn't like Casamigos does not come out of the barrel looking like that caramel shit. No, um, a lot not. of people use coloring. A lot of people use flavoring. Like you've seen tequila ocho. Oh, 100%. I mean, that shit looks as clear That's as Reposado. Dick. And it's a Reposado. That's real Reposado. They're in Yeho. But, but, but again. Is ki- kind of kind colored. Kind of colored, right. Yeah, you well, know what I mean? But the thing about those um, those particular houses, um, it really depends on the barrel you use. Just because it's in a barrel, that oh, barrel sure. could be beat to shit or it could be new. It had nothing eat, left. And have nothing left to give. Or it could be a barrel that is partially used. So... There's so that's why I was saying to me it compares more with wine. There's so many variations in Well, and oddly enough, you say that these guys do uh, French oak. Yeah, this is not American. And you can oak. taste it. Um, yep, yeah, this is the French. And by oak. the way, guys, French oak is three times more expensive than American. So the the yeah. investment. This is a good product of French oak, even it, used French oak, which it would be because there's no way they're paying. I, there's no way they're buying brand. This new. would be a hundred and fifty dollar bottle. It of would. fucking so tall. But, it would. Um, but boy, talk to me talk about, about the flavor. The, um. Wow. Um, right away, and, and full disclosure, as much as I've I've done a lot of agave-based spirits in my life, um, training and selling and drinking, um, and I've had plenty of Sotols, I have not run across this, and I'm so happy I have now. I don't know if there's a more... A, what This is one of the most approachable agave-based spirits that I've ever had. Yep. Um, it is round on round on round. If you don't like the, the bite of tequila, or if you don't like the, the smoke of mezcal... I guarantee you, this is like the best training wheels into agave-based spirits that I've maybe ever had. It is soft. It is supple. It is round. There's enough barrel to take the hard edges off, but it's not overly barreled. It's not overly caramelized. Um, You still know you're not drinking whiskey or gin or vodka. You know this is agave-based. But you don't really get any fire until the very end, the lift. And now that I looked at the ABV, this is only 76%. Yep. Um, it's not like a traditional 80 proof. So it's a little bit lower in alcohol, which I think helps with the heat and the unpleasantness that can come with agave based spirits for certain people. Right. But man, this is a sipper. I don't, I don't think it actually has enough spine to hold up to mix for shit. No, I don't either. Um, this is sipping tequila. But you could sit and drink this. And do not put a rock in it. Just pour it in a glass drink and drink it. it, in my opinion. I don't want to see this diluted at all. I think it would ruin yep. the experience. No. It's a beautiful product. I mean, I'm so glad you brought this. Yeah, I really love it. brought this to my attention. It's it's really pretty. Um, God, it's just, it feels very almost um, feminine and sensual and, sort of and style. Bottle cost-wise, we're not talking about... Yeah, what are we looking I at? I mean, we're looking at it's like a... It's a 750 It's like a $30 bottle for oh, so fucking seven fifty. I mean, Christ and almighty. Dude. What a nice spirit. Dude, Casamigos is more... You know, Casamigos is like fifteen bucks more, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, they sell in liter too. But yeah, yeah. For a seven fifty a Casamigos, you're probably going to pay six more bucks a bottle, right? Yeah. So, and I would drink this. And this isn't disparaging Casamigos. I know a lot of people shit on it, but they make a they make a decent product. It's a I good stop product. It. Um, and there's a lot of bartenders and foo foo people that shit on Casamigos, but um, that this shit Hacienda de Chihuahua Soto Reposado is fucking spectacular. I would like almost. This would be an interesting one to blind people. It would because I would tell me what you're drinking. My and in fact, I think I've been blinded on this. I, I think Lucas blinded me on this. This one is time. a shitty blind. And he's like, I "What mean, is this?" You're and I'm like, "I go into don't." Yeah. Before you'd ever well, you think get that so little tall. touch of smoke, and you get that little like, just blah, even blah, on blah. the nose. The, ba- yeah. the type of barreling that the spirit yeah. gives lends itself to agave base. 
But you'd either cheat into tequila or mezcal, maybe. Mm-hmm. You would never think this is a Sotol. It is so understated. Right. Beautiful product. Yeah. Well, we're enjoying the shit out of it. Hacienda de, uh, Hacienda de Chihuahua. Chihuahua! Um, like I say, it's about 30 bucks a bottle. I got this down at 6th uh, Ave, 6th Street. Mm. Um, and they were, of course, as kind as always. They're lovely people. If you guys are in town, check Boy, them out. This is actually a fantastic um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's touch on that just for a second. We've uh, never had this before. Funny, Bobby and I seem to be seeing... Talk our, about the chaser. Our, our periods are syncopating. Yeah, right I know. We're um, starting to sync up. We're starting to sync up. Um, I was... I'm so tired of seltzer, guys. I know... I know... <laughs> <laughs> I know the handsome boy live and die by selties, but I needed, I needed something else. I was... It was starting to get to a point where I was not enjoying them anymore because I was, that's all I've been drinking. Because mm-hmm. I'm trying not to drink like beer. And, you know, I'm trying to, your boys got to stay fit, y'all. But um, I saw this in the store. This is Left Hand Brewing. They're out of Longmont. Longmont. I mean, yep. everybody knows Left Hand. Uh, their Nitro Stout being probably one of the bigger things that they sell. Yeah, is that kind of their flagship, do you oh, think? Oh, it feels like it. I they mean, sell more nitro stout than anybody I've ever yeah. seen. Their stout sells more than anybody I've ever seen. But um, every bar's got nitro stout in Colorado. They do very good work. They've been doing it for a very long time. And I came across this. I'm like, huh. And I'm a fan of experimental kind of modded beers that have fruit juice and stuff. I, I'm not afraid of it. I don't look at it as beer. I look at it as a, almost like a cocktail. Yeah. Um, and I, and I want to see how good you utilize the fruit. Um, Colorado famously has the best peaches in the world. I could probably go out on a limb and say that. I know Georgia would probably disagree, but uh, we have Palisade peaches. They're from, I don't know if they use Palisades, but that's what drew me to the can was the fact that it's a Longmont, a Colorado, Colorado peach, peach, yeah. anything. So hopefully they're using Palisades. But this is called, it's Left Hand Brewing's Peach Beerlini Radler. I know. It's a mouthful. It's not a great name. <laughs> I hope Left Hand hears me. That is a bad name, guys. Um, luckily, the packaging's very clean. It's very apparent what it is. Um, a Bellini, famously, is peach juice and sparkling wine. That's what a Bellini is, a, a traditional right. Bellini. Um, this is a beer Lini. So what they did is they took ale and they mounted it with peach juice um, using ale, ale, um, ale yeast. Um, and then it's just hops. Um I mean, the, yeah, the hits. It's a beer. Rocky Mountain water, malted barley, hops, yeast, and peaches. Uh, what do you, and it's, this is weird because here we are drinking Sotol and drinking peach beer out of Colorado, which should have no relationship. But honestly, it, it doesn't. There's a caramel, the caramel Yeah, they're not hating of, each other. Not at all, dude. Like <laughs> the fruit in this as a kind of a sip, sip back and yep. forth. With your with little dessert Sotol, notes from this. Dude, boy, mm-hmm. those are tying in special. And the mm-hmm. peat, the the I, I hate me, it's so stupid. But the peach beer is really kind of, <laughs> it just drives me nuts. The peach beer is really complimenting and at being being that palate cleanser for your next sip of Sotol. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's lovely. Um, and here it is springtime in Colorado and... I mean, it's starting to get a little warmer. Next, it's beer season, for sure. Next next week's getting 75 and 80s, I saw, which is your boy's season. Ah, oh, this is where I come alive. Oh, yeah. Sun's out, guns out, doing it up. This is what we do, dog. You going to get a paddleboard? Um, I think you should get a paddleboard. I've wanted one. 
I had so much fun doing that with Izzy. Yeah, we could have a blast if I you had, had a paddle board. So game. much fun doing it with Izzy yeah. that like I almost feel like I need to get one because we went out at a local lake. We got water and shit all around us. We got a lake like ten minutes away um, that you can paddleboard Multiple. on. It's a beautiful lake, flat, just pretty, beautiful sunshine. And just going out on the water with, you know, it's so big. You got her on front and you're yep. just hanging out. And yep. if you're smart, you're crushing a couple fucking beer leanies. And I, well, no doubt about just it. Maybe a little flask or <laughs> that could happen. Can you get a, can you get a DWAI for paddleboarding drunk? Um, there are a mode of transportation. Certain bodies of water are going to have different regulations for drinking on the water. Right. Depending on whatever uh, governing agency so it'd be an open container. controls it, right? It wouldn't be a moving. No, you're violation. not. Yeah, you're not going to get a moving violation. It's not like a jet ski, but it could be like. And chances are, you're out on the lake. They're going to be like, pour that shit out. Like you can't drink it. Right, right. You know, put it back in the cooler. Drink when you're home. You know that kind of thing. Right, right. Um, I think Night Horses famously like they restrict drinking at least on certain days. Um, they don't weird. want it. So just, it's just a lake. The, just on the Lord's Day? I know. Like the lake knows every any difference? I, I love it. Yeah, it's like I'm going to go to a lake without drinking. <laughs> why Why am I even going there? If I bet? When I was a kid, we used to play on Navajo Lake all the time. And the first beer we used to buy, do you remember Little Kings? I've never heard of what you just said. So they what were... What is that? Little Kings were shitty, Mexico thing? shitty beer. And okay. I'm pretty sure they might have even been malt. I don't remember. Probably if it's shitty. <clears throat> but they were a smaller can, almost like those little like like uh, lucky eight ounce kind of like yeah, Which eight is ounce, famously ten ounce, eleven ounce, like eleven ounce. Lucky loggers for eleven ounce. So the little kings, the the idea was you're out on the on the lake. They're not going to get hot. You're going to smash them. Oh. You know what I mean? But you're not going to drink that last third, which is just spit and fucking like condensation God knows what. and. You know, lake water and <laughs> little <laughs> <kings>. fish guts. <laughs> little kings. Little kings. I think that's what they were called. That sounds yeah. miserable. Yeah. We had oh, they were awful. But that was what we did. Yeah, dude. I get and it. I get we it. would hike three miles into a certain cove at Navajo Lake carrying coolers of fucking like little kings and <laughs> bottles of like white Zin and shit. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. Because we were co- classy. What cove would that be? Um, I don't know what it's called. I don't think it has a name. Didn't they have? Don't they have a famous party cove? At well, there's like right? Francis Canyon. I think is a big party cove okay. for people. That's on the Sims Marina side of the lake. Okay. Um, this is almost directly on the other side of the lake from Francis. You oh, can Jesus. kind of almost see Francis from there. Um, but there's like this weird like cave that's been naturally built in over right. two million years or whatever sure. into the side of the fucking lake. Huh? And you can and it's covered it like the bottom's all sand. It's beachy. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Dude, it's lot, pretty cool. A lot of people don't know about it? Uh, no, I don't think a lot of people know about it. Because they have the one famous party cove. Yeah, see, and I don't know where they go. I don't even know either. I don't know where the fucking kids go. Fucking kids. I don't know. Beat it, get off my I go lawn. wherever the fuck they're not. <laughs> like, as much lawn. as I'd love to go to the beach and go to paradise and all that shit, mm-hmm. and we've done it, mm-hmm. but, you know, it gets a little... It's a, little, it's, a, it's a little too yeah, bro. Yeah, it is it's super so yeah, cha, bro. dude. It's, it's super cha. It's super cha, dude. Um, yeah. So anyway, if for all of those who are going to Navajo in the next couple of weeks, you can go look for Bobby's spot. Yeah. Uh, this is really. I can tell you, it's on the other side of a, a well location. So like you di- you drive out like you're going towards Sims Marina, then you okay. take you hang this left down this long ass dirt road. Okay. And you hit this well location. 
Okay. And then you park there, and that's where you kind of camp or whatever, and then you just kind of walk in. And it sounds like a nightmare. But once <laughs> oh you God. get there, like <laughs> so, it's pretty fucking great. You're driving but a cooler three miles. I, I uh, One of my best friends that's now, I'll just say it, he's the principal of Bloomfield High School oh, right now. There it is. Um, he pitched down that fucking trail, went right down through a bush, which I think was uh, probably like a quake, uh, what do they call him, a Quaker tree or something like that. I don't know. And he went right through this fucking thing, holding the Taurus meniscus. His knee's never been the same since. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, we famously found my friend Fat Jess. He wandered off from camp and ended up down on the lake and fell asleep on a rock. And when he woke up, not only was he sunburnt on his giant fat belly, his back was covered in ant bites. Oh, God, that's the best. <laughs> so when Chad oh. and I went down in the morning, we jumped in the lake and we're swimming and we look up and we could see Jess's fat gut on this rock. And we started yelling at him. We're like, Jess, what the fuck are you doing? And he wakes up. And he's like, oh, I'm fucking burnt. Oh, I'm fucking gut covered in ants. <laughs> And there's just Mickey's bottles all around him. Do you, think, and... do you think he tells that story every chance he gets? He's dead as shit. Oh, is he? God so, rest his soul. So the answer is no on that. He doesn't. Well, every what if chance. he's in heaven with Bob Dylan or something? Oh, he could be telling him that story and Bob Dylan's like, oh, Bob Dylan's alive. With Clapton's Who was I thinking of? Bob Dylan's alive. <laughs> Clapton's kid? Yeah, he's oh, with Clapton's okay. kid. Sorry. For sure. He's with Janice. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to fuck her. That whore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she puts out it. Fat Jess. Fat Jess. Rest in Rest peace. peace Rest in peace, Fat Jess. <laughs> I don't know, that's so funny to me. Um, so, media. Let's yeah. Let's go into some media. What are you what thinking, are, buds? Um, dude, I've been so binging on doc- serial killer documentaries. Oh, I want to hear all about that, actually. Dude, the Unabomber thing, I never watched it before. Got through that. Okay. Fascinating. Um, I just got through, right now I'm watching like the biggest serial killer of all time. This guy, Jesse Lee Ray or some bullshit. There's so many weird dogs. Was he the biggest? Yeah, dude. He supposedly killed over 300 people. Oh, whoa. They haven't confirmed them all, but it's nuts. They There was this one called Evil Genius. I can't recommend enough. It's the it's a bank heist that took place. and I. It's so funny. We grew up during these times, and I didn't hear about any of this shit. Right. It's a bank robbery um, that took place, uh, and I'm going to kick myself in the ass because I just watched a six-part series on it. Forgot what city it took place in. Anyway, um, it was famously the guy had a bomb strapped around his neck. And they sent him on a scavenger hunt to find all these clues to get out of the bomb thing and to bring them the money that they're supposed to get. So it's about this ring of people that set this up and how they dodged the law. And it is fascinating, dude. Like, And they sh- dude, the guy blew up. He got the money and they caught him and he, they sat him on the ground and he was like, please help me. I have a bomb around my neck. He's like, I'm not lying. Like, right. I can hear it. You can hear it start going beep, 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 beep. And it fucking torched him, dude. It, and then it was who did it. They couldn't figure it out. And because some of some other crimes that occurred, they tied it into this one and figured it out eventually. But it took like fucking 12 years to do. Right. It's, dude. These are my, this is my new shit. And guess who's producing half of them? The same guys who did another one, Wild Wild Country, oh, about yeah. the Rajneeshis. Loved it. I loved it. The Duplass brothers. Oh, yeah. No, those guys are awesome, man. It seems like they're going full in on docs. Yeah. They're just doing docs, bro. And they do docs and horror movies right now. That's, That's kind it. of what they've been doing. They do Creep? Yeah, the Creep series. And, and which how, Phenomenal. 
They're so fucking good. They're so fun. <laughs> Mark Duplass is so incredible in that shit. He's such a creeper. It's gross. He's such a gross creeper. <laughs> but to go from that into such <clears throat> well-conceived uh, documentaries, like so there's one called The Staircase, there's Wild Wild Country, there's Evil Genius, um, and I forgot the other one, but go uh, go look on Netflix, man. There's a, Oh, Unabomber in his own words. Duplass didn't do that, but... Um, they're so interesting because you forget how, I mean, we, Bobby and I lived through all of these and I don't even remember the Unabomber getting caught because I was so wrapped up in my twenties. Right. I was like 24 and trying to get drunk and laid every single day of my life. I had no time to figure out about a a serial killer. Um, I was just doing my shit. Right. So it's really interesting to go back and look at the times and how it affected. Right. I, I just find it fascinating when you're done with... When you're done with cool comedies and you've kind of run your run right. your load on Ozarks and you're caught up in all these shows, like it's really fascinating. Um, just to watch some insight into people like that. It's right. just I always I don't know. Either you're a type of person that likes that type of shit or not. Well, some people don't want to be reminded. Which I totally understand. You know. That's why they don't watch horror movies. Right. You know what I right. mean? Because they're like, well, why would you watch something that's so negative and so dark? Or why, why would you want to feel that way? I totally understand. You know? I, I get it. I get it. I yeah. get it. There are times where I question my own sanity watching horror movies. Yeah. Where I'm like, why am I exposed? Oh, no. Like every terror? single time I've ever watched a French horror film. <laughs> yeah. I've been like, why do I do this? <laughs> why am I doing this to myself? Why am I watching Martyrs for the fourth time? <sighs> so good that's why it's so good it's but so holy good. shit man Dude, it is so punishing that's I, I, one of the most punishing horror movies of all time yeah doesn't fuck around it's like serbian film you watch it you go you know what i don't think i'm gonna ever do that again was it's the like first schindler's list was the first french horror film that we really i mean other than like some of the old like arguably like uh like yeah i was about to say bergman kind of stuff would you say that like high, uh, high tension high tension how tension, tension was kind of the first High tension was foray. the first that I remember. Being, Aja. I don't know, but that was a fucking great movie. Um, it is until you like pay attention to it. Well, I know, but I still like it. Like it's a full-on suspension of disbelief because... Of course. When you actually... Get to the end. Get to the reveal and you see what happened and then you're like, wait. Oh. Hold on. But I, I kind of like... You know what I mean? Like yeah. then you have that moment when you're like, oh, so 70% of this movie never happened. <laughs> yes, but it did make me not enjoy those moments retroactively. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the, the, the way the whole movie was set up. I really enjoyed Cecile de France, which there's no way that's not a made up name. Yeah, of course. But like, <laughs> that's, that's, no, that's her name. How's her name? De France. De, de France. Because there's um, people named. But what a little. She's a piece. Just a little smoker mm. Martyrs, very difficult to watch. Very difficult um, to watch it, inside. Oof. Um, who was that crew? I can't remember their name. But very, anyways. It's a very, if you don't like films, like kind of like hostile, I don't want to call it torture porn. It's smart. It's, than it's that. smart hostile. It's better than that. Oh yeah. It's way um, fucking better. It's better than, than that type of jigsaw, saw sort of torture porny, which became a huge thing, obviously for a lot of years. This is like, yeah, like Bobby said, well, a, a smart version of that. Like those Saw Martyrs. movies and the hostile movies and all that, the, the motivation for everything that was happening became secondary Whereas in Martyrs, it was just it's the like, end result. Yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, Ooh. that's why this happened. And there's, Fuck. and by the way, there's a French Martyrs and an American Martyrs. Oh, the American Martyrs is garbage. Uh, I, if I would have <laughs> never, if I would have never saw the French version, exactly. then I would have enjoyed the American. Put it that way. I feel the same way about Let the Right One In. See, I like 
No, I'm not saying I like it better than the original. Right. No. But I like Matt Reeves' version of that movie. It was okay, but it was it was a little too much. The what made the he original, found ways to improve on certain aspects certain of aspects. it. Aspects. He he Americanized it and made it more it, palatable to Americans. Yeah. We need more than what the Swedish film gave. We 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 don't right. have right. we don't have the fucking focus to sit through a movie a nuanced I do. Man, movie. Man, that movie's amazing. Um, there was an, uh, the only blood in that movie came in the pool scene. The very end. That was it. And there was very little. Very little. It was like, and, and, and it was almost in the background. Oh, I, that, really, I remember the camera very clearly being focused on the little boy's absolutely. face. That and was, what you're, everything you're seeing is in the background. Top 20 horror movies of all time. Let the Right One In. I can't remember the name of the author. Um, Neither can I. That's a great book. Um, I can't remember who. Tom, Not Tom Tequer. Uh, I, I can't remember who did it. Who, but, who did but, it but, but, the, but his ability to create things so bleak weird and dyst- uh, weird just, tension just and d- this dystopian sort of bleak like sw- very swedish <laughs> and, it, and, it, and everything's it, gray and it's funny too because i love let the, let the right down because it has a twist without having it be a stupid fucking twist no it's a smart twist and it's actually endearing it's almost it's less of a twist and more of a revelation okay i like that let's roll you know what that. i mean you, you just roll in you're like Oh, but wasn't it endearing? no, buddy. By the end of it, it was endearing. It was super endearing. It was, it was like sweet. touching. But they've already told us the story of where this kid's heading. They literally by virtue, showed it. They, by virtue of what had already yeah, happened, if you guys, if it, we I mean, know what this kid's life is going to be for the rest y- of his life. You guys aren't doing shit right now. Be honest. You're listening to us, which means you really ain't got shit to do. Yeah, damn so, right. Go, if you can, find it. I'm sure you can stream it, whatever the case may be. I don't even know if it's on Netflix or whatever. Find it. It's called Let the Right One In. It's the Swedish version. There's one with uh, Chloe Moretz in it, and then the other one's the Swedish yeah, version. Yeah, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, the American one. In the Friend Swedish. of the podcast. I find it, right. I hope Matt's doing well. I hope him and his lovely wife are doing well. Um, <laughs> she hated is us. He, is he still married? Oh, yeah, I think Probably so. shouldn't be. She was kind of a cunt. But <laughs> go watch the Swedish version. It is a tour de force of acting, writing, directing, um, stay with it, bite down, you know, bite down on your bit, as they say, you know, bite down on your mouthpiece, go forward, you will appreciate what's about to happen. And if you can't deal with the subtitles, if that's one of those, I know some people just can't fucking deal with it. Well, those aren't people we want listening to our podcast. You know, I don't. (laughs) Let's be honest. You're bad people. I'm going to be fair. What, you you can't read? Is that So if you need to watch the Matt Reeves version, which is, I think, a really good film. I liked it better than Aaron. It's, um, I, I just I it's am, a slightly sanitized th- that's a great word. there's it's some a homogenized because and the book the is movie. even takes some of it even further but right. there's some like sexuality stuff in there that's a little really weird and a little uncomfortable right. um but I thought the Swedish version did a great job with that they handled that really well really well really well what they did not have was a good enough technology for CGI cats because <laughs> if you remember that scene that that's crazy. one of the most painful scenes I've ever seen in my life but crazy. it's a gorgeous movie the performances are but amazing the reveal on the little girl oh the man version, there, was, a, there was literally maybe five frames of her reveal yeah and you're and just it like might oh be fuck the most fucking yeah. frightening thing you've ever seen in your yeah, life yeah um, anyway but great little yeah, actress I don't know how we got on that I have no idea who cares that's what we do that's what the handsome boys do um, I, so I've been watching a lot of serial killer stuff that's how we got there um we are uh, a day away. When you hear this, it'll be the day of. From uh, Bobby's Christmas. This um, is my Christmas. This is your Christmas. And, and I hate Christmas. And you hate Christmas. Um, I almost wish, I have, uh, and we'll talk after the podcast about whether or not we're going to be able to enjoy each other's company during this. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. We'll sort that out. But um, tomorrow, brother, 
It's the beginning. Well, first of all, it's the first live sporting event, even though they're not playing any sports. It's the first live sporting you, event we've had in weeks. What do you support? What do you? What do you? Sir, I'm in referring to the NFL draft. Yes, son. You know, you know, son! I am. So me being Captain Nerd, the all-purpose nerd of the SSS Nerdinsky. <laughs> <laughs> Traveling to Nerdania. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just searching for the edge of the earth. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I am a fucking NFL draft nerd. Yeah, you are. I mean, I you used... talked about you being a psychopath. A psychopath. Right. I, I used to fly out to go hang out with my other nerd friends in Florida, <sighs> even though the draft every year was on my wife's birthday. But I was like, yep, see you next week. Well, let, me, let me ask you a question. You're divorced, right? Very much oh, okay. so. Okay, I just want to. Yeah, just no. Follow up. I mean, that. for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so he made sure his next girlfriend had a the back. fact that I left for her birthday every year to go watch the NFL draft. I'm sure was one brick in the wall oh. every year. I, you know what? As, every as, year. as much as I love that attitude, for me to hear that, it makes me cringe. Right. That's hard for me to hear. Yeah. Uh, that's hard. But at that point, we had been married. Almost a decade. So, ah, like, well, when her. I first started that behavior. You were already out of Well, love. not only that, she was kind of done hanging out with me. Yeah, fuck her. You know what I mean? She wanted to hang with her friends and drink with guilt-free. Aren't, and... you, aren't you happy not to be with her during the apocalypse? <sighs> Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just saying. I'm, I was thinking the same thing about my ex. Right? I'm like... Oh, trying to picture that? I haven't even gone through that exercise, go but Go through fuck that you. exercise, but you'll feel better. <sighs> you'll feel better about yourself. Because okay. I'm thinking I had to be trapped with that... Right. And those demands. Right. And and what that is. And pay attention to me. And, yeah. Ooh, yikes. Okay, yeah. super yikes. I mean, I'm definitely not getting any of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> NFL draft is tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to choke on my spit. <laughs> oh. oh, that was so good. Oh, that was a Rona cough. Oh, that was um, total Rona, dude. Yeah, tomorrow is the NFL draft. They're going to famously do it uh, via telecast. Via, or whatever. Yeah, they're all doing it sort of uh, via Microsoft Teams. Yeah, video conferencing. Did you um, hear the uh, phone owner, The owner of the Lions. Uh-uh. Did you hear about this story? His head of IT for the Lions. He's putting in a Winnebago for three days in his garage in his parking Just lot. Just making that fucker chill out, dude. That That's head dope. of his IT, he's like, no, you're staying on my property, and if I have a problem, yeah. you're fixing it, motherfucker. But, dude, I'm not hanging in the fucking Winnebago. I want to be... No, he's in the Bago, dog. Yeah, you don't that. get to go in the main house. I don't want to chill in the... Right? I don't want to chill in the Winnie. I'll send you out I some... I want to be in the main house. I'll send you out some Sammys, homie. God, man. <laughs> That's so gangster. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me almost respect Detroit Lions. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Was it Detroit? It was Detroit. I thought the owner was an old lady because no, her it was husband Salakis died. or something. Oh, okay. It was this well, guy named Mo Salakis. Or something. Yeah, and there's a lot of there's like famously they've been kind of a lot of these you know SI and all these different publications have been going around to different GMs' homes and doing uh, we're not going to their homes. So tall break, but up uh, so tall. Um, so like Woo! Dave was it, Dave Gettleman from the New York Giants, yeah, who is very famously kind of a caveman. <laughs> I'm going to assume. Can I go out on a limb with the New York Giants? They're not going to draft well. Yeah, is that safe? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just one. Yeah, I think that's a solid bet. Okay, thanks. Yeah, there's an actual line in Vegas. This is like, are the Giants not about who they're drafting? It's just, is this fucked up? <laughs> How do you? And it's minus six hundred. <laughs> <I mean, it's, laughs> you know they're going to either draft poorly 
or give up too much for a bad pick. Right. Or you know what I mean? They're going to move up, trade everything for somebody nobody's heard of, and he won't. Yeah. He won't fucking. Which Gettleman doesn't really trade much. No, you're and right. And he's literally never as GM, GM ever traded back. OBJ. Which, uh, which this year would be very smart to trade back, I think. For what they need, which is everything. Considering they need a lot all, of stuff. It's, no, it's literally everything. So what you got to do is it's all about quantity and not quality. So them. he's going to draft one big fat kid. That's what they do. You know what I mean? It Probably Mackay Becton. It didn't matter. Which, that's fine because he's going to be, he's going to run over everybody for 14 years. Yeah. But I know you still don't have any. Skill I don't want to get position. too into the weeds on all these players. You don't. You don't have any skill position. What a so nightmare what that matter? kid is. But it doesn't matter. You're blocking for nothing. He's three. He's what six six three seventy right now. Moves oh really well. Fast. No. Crazy stupid strong. He's crazy stupid. Fast. Like, he's a problem. Yeah. He's a problem. My concern drafting that kid is like, what if he's just a ten sandwich eating motherfucker that ends up being four hundred pounds? I don't. Well, he. If can't. that dude comes to camp at four bills, well, they're not going to allow him to do that. Yeah, well, I, you know they have contingencies. But we've seen it now. We've seen it happen. No, I we've know, seen but, guys let their weight but, get away. But those and, are the guys and I mean, ruin their careers. But don't you have to vet those guys before you draft them anyway? So you've you do. you've had them in. You've talked to He's them. He's the only kid that actually got flagged for a drug test at the combine, and we don't know what the deal was, what it was, because they can't tell you. It's you know, weed, it's all hippie shit. I mean, but they, they, I, I'm, I'm guessing it was I'm probably. Really, weed. I'm really I'm really upset the CBA this year and didn't it, include. And weed. when they say it's flagged, it's not like a diluted no. sample. It's just like he got popped. Yeah, but for that's, something. But that's what I'm saying. I wish we were talking months ago about we were hoping the CBA would include the. the it, and it has. I thought it didn't. So they are going to test for marijuana one year? time. Oh, so you just got to fucking. And everybody once. fucking knows when it's Good. coming. Good. You know Good what I mean? Them. So they left that which in there, is, I think. Which is yeah. super childish and juvenile. It, it, that's, that. but, if you're going to even go to that but, extent, just fucking be well, done with well, it. Well, this is what I'm going to say. If you get popped at that point... Well, yeah. You don't uh, well, and job. that's why some people are saying that, that Makai might actually slip like a couple of picks. Um, just because they're like, well, this is almost an IQ test for him. He wow. went He yeah, went to the combine. It's his own wonderlick. You know what I mean? <laughs> and knowing, like... This right. is the only thing that can fuck me, right. and he just threw Crash into the wind and and just got blunted up. So real, <laughs> so real quick. God, that was so racist. So real quick, why don't talk about what your team? Because your team has been the topic of conversation this entire draft. Well, to be draft, and I don't know if everyone knows this, but my team being the Miami Dolphins, Miami, which is really weird. Such a, Grow, weird. a kid from New Mexico being a Miami Dolphin fan, but it's there's weird. a whole, there, and there's a story behind. You've told that, the story. I'm it's, not going to talk it's, about it. It's not actually that. It's not that interesting. It's not. It's it's not a like. Oh, my dad fucking saved the dolphin, or it, there's nothing like that. No, you just inherited it from your family, essentially. Not a big deal. Um. So they have 14 picks this year. They've got, I think, six picks in the top 70, which is fucking insane. It's bananas. Like, so I mean, I mean, something like eight picks in the top 100 picks or some. I can't remember yeah, exactly what it like all that. is, but it's a lot. They a lot have a lot draft of draft capital. capital. They're going to pick at five, 18, 26, 39, 53. I mean, like they're going to be moving around yeah like it's gonna tomorrow night's gonna be a really interesting night because they're going to be shuffling shit and moving around um 14 is too many do you think like you don't want to bring in 14 rookies anyways the question being the question being do they do they blow their giraffe capital load 
to get the one dude they want? Do they take the other guy they want and just keep what you have and then use some of those later picks and bulk those up to get somebody they well, have their eye on? There's a thousand different variables to how they can approach the draft. What I think is happening, and I've been like, man, we're so in sports now. That's great. Um, it's I, the day before the draft. I know. I, I think there's been a lot of smoke screens coming out. One minute, they love Justin Herbert from Oregon. The other, terrible quarterback. <laughs> Um, yeah. One yeah. minute they love Jordan Love. Right. Everyone's like, oh man, I just don't see any way that they take. Because, I mean, obviously, when this whole season started, the idea was we're going to lose games. We're going to probably draft to a Tungalova. 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 I don't know. Whatever. Tua. Tua. Tank for Tua. Tank for Tua. Um, Great football player. And then his hip exploded. Little short. Yep, he got his hip blown up. He's already had a couple of ankle problems, so there's some injury concerns with him. His fragility. I think the idea, they're throwing out all these smoke, green, smoke screens saying, no, we love Justin Herbert. We love Jordan Love. So somebody and else picks them Because they don't want anyone to jump ahead of them. And then right. it, they're they're thinking at they five. The five they though. can just sit at five. <clears throat> Two will be sitting there. Because one and two are they done. They can take two or One right and there. two and three are done, actually. Because Akuda's Three going. could be where the draft starts, though. But Akuda's I going, could see right? the true... I, I could see the, the, Lions the Lions moving out of that pick. Just moving back. Yeah. But for who? I could see them being and open for, for business. What? The Giants won't be open for business. They're going to take their fourth. Yeah. Um, so the Lions, I think, at three are probably the more fascinating... Do you uh, think if you gave if the Miami gave the Lions like a fucking fourth rounder, they'd to have to back? They would stuff? actually probably have to give them one of their. I think they were saying you would almost have to give them one of their seconds. I wouldn't do it at that point. Just from the chart, I wouldn't do it at that point. I, I'm fine with them just sitting and and hey, fuck it. Like, I, I let's think, see what we got at five. I think there's enough. I think the Giants need. I think number one, the Giants need receivers like nobody's business. So like Judy or a guy like that is yeah. Well, do, they need a fat kid. Like that, they need that big kid, but from, that's skill. But they, they need they're Mekhi gonna Vector. get. They're gonna get or Jared Jedrick Wills. Yeah, or, or one of the big Tristan Ford, Wirtz, right? One, one of, of those guys. Ford. Yeah, um, they're probably gonna get that because that's the Giants always play it safe with O line. They don't get really any, yeah. any splash. And their tackles players. are garbage. They're <laughs> yeah. Ask fucking ask Danny Dimes. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> just saying. So, um, but but that third spot's interesting because the 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 Lions. When you think about it, if Stafford's healthy and his wife doesn't have cancer and they have somebody to block for them right skill position wise ever since they lost megatron they got galladay that's a weird thing and then on the back end defensively they're they're a wreck they're they are a wreck but a guy like akuda who could be like a ronnie lot i mean and and destroy people yeah he's um he's an interesting guy do you go after a secondary guy at that high of a pick though? i think so I mean, he, I think that's the new kind of thought is process. Is he that good? There are... A, you know more than I do. I'm asking you, is he that good? The, he's he's really, really good. I don't even know if he's necessarily the best cornerback in this draft, though. Wow. He's not the fastest. He's not the... But he's the best right now. Is it, he's got the highest floor okay. of any of the cornerbacks in but this draft. But does he have the highest ceiling? Um, no. Okay. No. Um, Sometimes I don't that's sexy so. for so. people. It's sexy. Somebody might pull the trigger on a guy that they think is just wow, well, yeah, but this guy. Look at Taylor Mays at USC, know, all that kind of shit. Who right? was supposed to be like right. Ronnie Lott, and then got in the yep. NFL and just folded. You know, like that would be the Herbert pick for Miami. 
Right. Because they fall in love with the, I mean, the guy, kid's got a huge arm yeah. and he's 6'6 six, six, and he's fast and he's got all this shit. He's a really good athlete. Those scare me. He's really good at throwing footballs against air. He's just not really good at playing football. <laughs> right, right. Understood. Like my little, my little fool Tua. Your nugget or your my nugget My little burrow. nugget. I mean, well, Burrow's untouchable. You don't think there's a... He's a made man. There's a 0% th- chance. You don't think if they threw <clears throat> the earth at them, no. at them? From what I understand, they're not even taking calls. Oh, so even if you went, I'll give you three first round. They're picks. not even taking calls. Whoa, they're. I mean, and from, like if you call the Cincinnati Bengals right now, you're getting a busy signal. From, from what you said, that's probably the right move, right? I think it's by far the right move. And you know, he's 24. They'd be yes. Yeah, like, he's a little older. He's an old guy. He's a little. He's old, older than yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. No, I know. Think about that, dude. But dude, he's a stud. He's a stud. He is I, such a stud. I, and I hope it translates. And we got quarterbacks playing in another 40s now. So like, No, I know. It's really the lifespan of yeah. a quarterback it means a nothing shit. now if you take care of yourself. If you take care of yourself. Because the Breeze and Brady's, although they're, yeah. they're not going to be de rigueur. That's still playing, oh, that fuck. fat fuck. Fat fucking limpy. God. Whatever, dude. He's got belts, dude. He's yeah. got he's got rings. He can fucking he can. He's got pelts on his horse, no <laughs> doubt about it, dude. <laughs> what if they just fucking wheeled him out Lecter style on a dolly? <laughs> just rolled out the Roethlisberger, dude. Big fat, you big fat, fat shit. sandwich burger. <laughs> Which is perfect for Pittsburgh. And fuck you, Steelers fans. I know. You're I've always worst. hated that guy. You're the worst. I just want to outside of see everybody can see a Raiders fan coming. It's a disgruntled cholo that has nothing to do. You don't actually know football. You're just an upset cholo. Steelers fans, why are you so hateful? Because you're just why do I hate you? Because you're an out of work white guy. Oh, okay, sorry. What the steel mill isn't up and running? Yeah, fuck. That's weird. Sorry, fuck. Um, boy, that was really. I know that was dark. Dude, if you want to get a job, move to Grand Junction. Just saying, bruh. You know, Um, get the fuck out of the east. Nah, not with any of those Colorado figs. (laughs) So Saints have one pick. My my team has no needs per se. I would. I've been begging for one position for the last twenty years, and they haven't given it to me. So I'm not going to even talk about inside linebacker because that's my favorite kind of defensive position. Well, my secondary is gangster. My very line is gangster. Lattimore is amazing. My 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 linebacking core is fine. We have Janoris Jenkins coming back as well. The book in Lattimore. We got PJ Williams. We got some fun stuff. Defensively, we're fine. Got Cam Jordan. Got fucking Davenport. We're looking fine. Hopefully Rankins like. Looking good. Op- offensively, we have a wealth of fucking players. And um, we just picked up Emmanuel Sanders. We got Michael Thomas. We got fucking... It's... Oh, who's your tight end? Uh, uh, Jordan. Uh, he's yeah. awesome. Um, it's a wealth of riches. We have Drew Brees, obviously. So, what do you do if you're the Saints? And the big question is, what... And I don't know if they're floating this out there. So, these are my, this is my philosophy. Maybe I'll bear, bear, bear fruit tomorrow. Um... <laughs> I think if they happen to have a, 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 an anomaly fall to us from a talent yep. position, like just how the fuck is this guy on the board, we'll grab that guy. But I think if all things considered and everything works out, we're going to pick up Jordan Love to, to play with Drew for a year or two. Saints are picking at 20... Like 24 or something. Yeah. It probably won't be yeah. there. I don't think he'll be there. Um but you never know. Weird you things know. happen in the draft. But you know, it's like um, a fantasy draft. Like, like and Sean Payne's hyper aggressive. He may just sell out for the next year to go get who he wants. 
Yeah. He's done it before. Yeah. Um, it's it's bared fruit. We did that with Mark Ingram. We I don't even know who guys. that would be, though. Um, like, I don't know what the missing link... It's a real... Uh, like no you were saying, link. it's a really it's, talented it's, we, fucking football we team. We fucked off the last two years. We had every... We had, on paper, a better team than anybody in the NFC. It's not even close. I don't even want to have an argument. We just played like shit. So, if you have a luxury pick, okay... I want to go inside. I want to get the best inside linebacker of the of the entire fucking. Yeah, it's a horrible year for drafting. I know. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to go skill position. Do I go? Why wouldn't you go running back? I know you've got Latavius Murray. I know yeah. you've got Kamara. Because honestly, but in my eyes, at the end of the first, I'm not using. I'm not using a high pick on a running back ever again. I kind of agree. Ever, unless it's a Saquon, unless it's somebody like that, I'm not drafting a running back anymore. So here's my argument. In the and, NFL, because the Saints have done nothing but draft dimes at running back. Congrats. We d- we draft dimes that we yeah. get to fucking we get to throw at other teams. So and this make is money on Kamara's fourth year. Yeah, he's going to be contract third round pick. Yeah, so you got to sign that guy after uh-huh. the season, right? So he's not dumb. He's going to look for some money. And and you know what? We do the same thing we did with Ingram. Yeah. It was great fucking. Knowing You're going to move on. It, because there's so, always that guy this, behind. As he's going into his contract year, this is the perfect time. You could go out and maybe in that spot and just fuck it. You're picking for luxury anyways. Maybe. Your team's pretty much set. And nobody's looking at a running back right now. So take DeAndre Swift out of fucking Georgia or whatever. It's just a nightmare. You know what I mean? And you groom him. And maybe that's the right move because we do have a guy like Taysom Hill behind And Drew. the cool thing is if you get him in the fucking first round, you get that fifth-year option. Right. So you control their career yeah, for five years yeah. so we could tell <laughs> without him, having to give them that big fat contract. Fuck off and then you at that point. fuck off. Which, honestly, uh, and the, that's last, what's the last so sad, three or but... four years of running backs, I don't know what to say anymore. Like, I'm not paying you money anymore unless McCaffrey being the exception because he's 80% of their offense. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, McCaffrey, when they he's gave him that big, contract, my, my, initial, my initial response was like, why would you? And then I'm like, uh, actually, you know what? First of all, McCaffrey's the guy on all their billboards. When you're a thousand thousand guy, and he's a thousand thousand guy, fuck you. And what are you gonna? So you're gonna keep him around for five or six years? And who are you gonna trade Great. him to? You know? Because a team like the Bucks with a ton of money right now and Tom Brady would be more than happy to put Christian McCaffrey. Dude, I'm not telling you, like, like uh, Jacksonville just kind of famously put uh, Leonard Fournette on the trade block. Really? No sniffs. No one. This guy was the fourth overall pick. Overall pick. In the NFL I draft. I mean, Fournette has been a draft dart. Like, I, 230 I'm a, pound. A fantasy draft darling for the last yeah. two years because when's he going to do it? When's he going to yeah. do it? And he, you see those flashes and right. you see that all that shit, right? Fuck, no one's going to fucking pay that guy what if, $14 what's his, million dollars what's next year. What's his problem? Is he too fat or he's You know who stupid? is? You are, Jacksonville. Yeah. Whether he's on your roster up. or not. Exactly. Because you drafted him there. you think he's too fat or too stupid or bad team or all of you? I about. think he's stupid, for sure. I yeah. think he's a problem. I think he's a cancer. I think He's he, one of those guys. He's one of those guys. Right. Um, right. He just called out the fucking organization two days ago while they're trying to trade him. <laughs> fucking saying that like the only way they were being going to be smart is to go out and sign Cam Newton who's been washed for two years and it's like you got a quarterback that you drafted last year that like actually has excited the whole city and you actually have to be in the locker room with that guy right but you're out lobbying in the media just for Cam smart. Newton he's just not smart who we don't even know if Cam Newton's legs work anymore we don't know if Cam Newton's shoulder works anymore well oddly enough Cam Newton don't get me wrong if, if Cam Newton checks out healthy 
sign him. I want him. him. I yeah. want him. Yeah, Miami. I'll take that shit. Second. I'll take that um, shit. I get it, but <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why no team in the league has swooped him. Fuck no. There's a reason. Well, you know, it's the coronavirus. Obviously, coronavirus. Well, it is. You can't. They can't, test they can't them. touch these kids. They can't test them. I know. You can't put them to it. Anyway, we're going to take a break. Yeah, we're going to smoke um, it up. And then we're going to come back. We're and we got a song a, for you guys. We're going to do one song, which I think you'll like. It's kind of gangster. Um, and then we'll kind do of. some. We'll, hey. Snoop's in it, dog. It's the That's definition just, of gangster. Dude, God, I hate Because you know he's still just beating those streets. I hate Snoop Dogg so much. <laughs> I know. Uh, but, I lo- <laughs> but I like this song. So we're going to do that. Come back. Go do what you guys do because we're going to do what we do. And we will see you in a second. All right. All right. So, um, and we're back. And we're back. Um, so Bobby and I have made an agreement that when this COVID re- resurfaces <laughs> in November, sure, um, <clears throat> it's clearly going to be a twenty-eight days later situation. Yeah, it's going to mutate, and, and of course, and it's going to be full full zombie apocalypse. And Bobby and I are like going to firmly go out on our. Sh- We're going to be dressed like um, humongous from Mad Max. Yeah. We're going to have... Flame. I want to go out on Fury Road. Oh, yeah. We're going Fury Road, dude. And because Which is we probably figured... like the highway from here to like <laughs> Las Vegas or Salt Lake. I think that's Highway 3. It's <laughs> Fury Road. Um, we are going to go out full bore because uh, we already got one foot in the grave. Yeah. So we might as well just go fucking riding high, dog. But we're both in our 40s and we could still, you know... We still... We do can, something about we can, something. We can handle ourselves a little yeah. bit, you know. And I get out of breath really easily, <laughs> but <laughs> we're gonna have a bottle of fucking hacienda de Chihuahua in our one hand oh. and a battle axe in the other. Definitely, we're doing it, dude. So if you guys want to join us, like no firearms, and that no firearms, are it's we just, all blade weapons, just blades and just blunt, blades, blades and, and blunts, blunts, dog. <laughs> blades and blunts. That's our new trademark. Yeah. Trademark. That's our new fucking record label. That's how we go out. Blades and Blunts. That's so gangster. Um, so gangster, dude. Um, we're Speaking of gangster. Nice. Nice segue. <laughs> um, we're going to talk one song. I came across this. There's this kid from The Wood, as we call it in LA. Um, he's an Inglewood kid. Uh, Inglewood being a, a city in, in LA. That's where the Great Western Forum is. Um, a lot of famous dudes come at, came out of Inglewood, hip-hop artists. One of them is Snoop Dogg. Um, well, he's more of an LBC, but he's a wood kid. But uh, this kid, D-Smoke. D-Smoke won that rap fucking reality show. Like, I, I don't even know what it was called. It was like The Voice, but for rap. Um, he won that show. Uh, I always like to call him almost like a Diet Lamar. Or Diet Lamar. Wow. <laughs> Diet Kendrick. <laughs> well, last name Lamar. I know. But Diet K. Dot. Sorry, the Satoll's talking. Um, <laughs> uh, he has a very similar flow to Kendrick. Um, it's very hard to de- like differentiate between them if it's them. Because that's his style, Kendrick being a fucking Compton kid. So it's like neighborhood, that very L.A. style. He has this new song that he put out. He's been throwing out fire tracks for a minute. He has a new song he put out with Snoop Dogg. My my concern was that Snoop Dogg had a verse. Thank God he's only doing the hook because nobody wants to hear Snoop rap anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but but, uh, but uh, what is it called? Gang? What's it's, it called? Uh, Gaspar Yanga. Gaspar. Gaspar. Yeah. I, I know this. Gaspar song. Yanga. Okay, that's literally the name of the song. Gaspar Yanga. 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 Um, this is kind of a fire track. This is man. a good track. Um, great production on the the video too. Like they're spending a ton of money on this kid. Whoever's putting money behind him, right? Uh, but he's a 
boy, he's an MC, man. I mean, there's no, he can win whatever show he wants, but uh, you can hear it yourself. This kid's got absolute fucking finesse with his stuff. Cool little track, very kind of a pip, squeaky, glitchy, fucking right. poppy sort of fucking thing that that's going on. I don't know. I dug it. I thought you guys might dig it too. Something to get you through that pan, that pandemic queue, homie. Get out of um, the queue. Get at it, brother. But this is Gaspar Yanga. Gaspar. Super good, Smitto. D-S-M-O-K-E. It's official. I got these other n***s quite a deal of a pick Cause they want me to pour champagne, drip off the nipples. Get off, kick off the party, lift off the The people who kiss up to the establishment. Haven't you seen an ego like me? No, I used to do this cause I loved it. Busted for freedom. I still do this for the love, but add another zero. A hero in my city. I'm Diddy mixed with Rico. Strong, I throw this at my leg. Like it's a free throw Long time Me love you designed By heat and struggle With poem rhymes I bubble I grind These motherfuckers Ain't never seen nothing like me Where your roots run Smokey talking that Where you from We can do some Rokey talking that You just might move some Apply that Pressure 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 Apply that Pressure 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 Am I wrong for putting this on You would if you Good in my zone, they leave me alone. I'm good in the wood, great for bone, a cynical cologne. My foot on your jug, throwing stones. You never atone. I look at you. That's a great track. Yeah, dude. I, I don't fuck with the Roscoe's on Pico. Only the one on Manchester. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's that's about as LA hood as you want right. to get to. But it's it's just a it's a dope track. He's obviously very skilled MC. It's a fun. It almost but boy. Now that I thought about it, that track a little bit. Of that J Electronica sort of sparse, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of shit, which I'm kind of digging nowadays, man. It's not about loading it down with a bunch of auto. No, there's like a bunch of like fucking negative space in the production. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. There's a there's a lot of there's you're welcome. A, there's a lot of <laughs> 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 fucking. I'm never giving Bobby a compliment. <laughs> um, but no, it's it is. It's a lot of it's about what's not there and not what's there, it, and that's it, kind it, of the beauty yeah. of of that type of track but good it's all good in the wood dog um, yeah spartan productions spartan but still fire 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 the kid's more than talented and uh, actually and someone obviously is building him up to be the next oh yeah the oh, next yeah. big thing yeah i mean i'm prior to all this happening he was kind of on a trajectory you can watch that kid's videos and you can see the production value of it right like, oh yeah this wasn't done on a camcorder for no Star. for sure this was like somebody put money into this dude right. but uh kids talented you can check them out if it's got more if, production values than rtj uh, and they're successful hip-hop hip artists right now yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i know i'm so bummed dude i was listening back to the last cast when you were talking about it getting pushed back and i'm like yeah Why? yeah just release it dude we need it we did need you it. know just on a quick side yes. note um before we talk about my little media bit real quick uh killer mike yeah. His birthday was 420. Come he's on. born on April 20th. Do you think he's just take? I mean, obviously he's okay. accepted the role. Of what is the is. chicken egg scenario <laughs> that yeah. we're dealing with here? All I know is because that dude smokes a bunch of weed. That guy smokes so much. Dude. And then he no. takes his fucking ARs out to the range and licks shots. Yeah, dog. And then he catches a, a conference call with Bernie. Yes, right, like, dude. That this guy looks right? like a different dimension, dude. When is Killer Mike gonna come out and endorse Biden? My guess is never. Um, I'm gonna say the 33rd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
the 15th of never. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, the 33rd well, of November. Yeah, Nove- <laughs> November. Uh, but yeah, dude, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I was, I was just talking to Rex this morning about, um, I was playing her some of the Biden bullshit that had been happening and I'm just so upset. I, I still can't get over that fact. The COVID thing's obviously breaking everybody's hearts, but I'm thinking to November, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a massive. It's going to be. Uh, I, I'm just actually. It's going to be a heartbreaker, man, actually, for a lot of folks. I'm actually preparing for four more years of this. I am too. Because I don't think, I think you put those two guys on a podium, and it's it, it, we don't need to talk about who the quote-unquote winner is. Because nope. we all lose on that one. We all lose. We all it's lose. It's going to be bad. Crazy Uncle Joe's probably going to take a poke at, Trump at some point. We're hoping he just paced Trump. I, I mean, that would be kind of fun. That'd be, I mean, it wouldn't be great for anything. That's kind of the end of that election. <laughs> yeah. When he finally gets so frustrated with his own brain and can't come up with a cogent thought. That he just fucking... And then he just snaps. Right hook. And and just just drops a straight ride on Donald Trump's face. And the hairpiece goes flying. Oh. oh my God, what if that happened? Finally ends that debate. Yeah. Wow thing is it doesn't matter who wins at that point we all know who the president is <laughs> uh, what do you got media wise um you know what i don't have any music this week um but i i am an unabashed yes uh scrubs nerd oh right yes yes i'm not are. gonna say it's my favorite show of all time but i bet i've watched scrubs more than like any other television show. Really? Yeah. And so, boys, uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison, uh, who played best friends on the show, they were Turk and JD. Um, they're actually best friends in real life. Um, JD, or <laughs> JD, uh, Zach Braff is actually, you know, the godfather to Donald's kids. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. they were best men, and he, you know, they, like, it, they're super fucking tight. Right. So they started a podcast, which is essentially kind of what we used to do on the Whiskey Reel, which was a rewatch podcast. Right. You know, so there was a day on the Whiskey Reel when we would go back and just watch a movie or watch something. And, and comment on And it. just comment on it. Right. And so that's what they're doing now. They're doing it from a different place because they were involved in the production. And it's an episode by episode rewatch. And they're that's doing... That's crazy. They're doing two a week. And they're fucking fantastic. <clears throat> the theme song, first of all, is fucking amazing. I might even like see if I can like throw a little piece of the theme song out because it's so good. Um, they sit around via, you know, like what a lot of us are doing, um, via, you know, uh, Zoom, video conference, right, right. Zoom, whatever the fuck. And um, they're doing these rewatches, and it's great. The, the anecdotes are great. I think Scrubs is a really, really funny show, really smart show, groundbreaking there wasn't a lot of that single camera stuff going along that didn't have the laugh track that actually had like mature subject matter. Right. It was one of those first network TV shows to like broach a lot of like of those subjects. Right. You know what I mean? Like it almost feel like it, it followed in like a path of like the Larry Sanders show or some of that stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but it's still a typical, you know, 22 minute episode, you know, Right. Single camera sitcom. Uh, just a really, really well done one, especially for like the first three or four years. And the podcast is super fucking well worth it. It's on everything. It's on Himalaya. It's on Google Play. It's on iTunes. Um, it's called Fake Doctors, Real Friends, 
and it's the last week's episode they're bringing on guest stars um they didn't <laughs> this week but last week's episode was one of the funniest i, I laughed so fucking hard i was like right. about to tinkle in my pants like it was like really fucking funny i didn't know that donald Faison, who before scrubs was in like shit like clueless oh and, yeah uh remember the titans yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know he was that guy that you would just show up and you're like oh that's the black guy in that movie yeah you know what I mean? And, like, that's how... He was, he was Terrence Howardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would just pop up. But no one knew his name. No, exactly. no one really, you know what I mean? Like, he was always just always there. Right. And he did a lot of good stuff. Zach Braff actually scrubs. That was kind of really what broke him. For sure. And um, then, they, yeah, they all became best friends. He's had uh, Bill Lawrence, uh, the, the creator and showrunner of Scrubs. He's come on so far for one episode... Um, God, he did uh, Spin City. Wow. Uh, Drew Carey Show. Wow. Cougar Town, Scrubs. So a lot like, of big sitcoms. You know, he's done a lot of that kind of work. I'm sure he's done pretty well for himself. But <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I mean, it's just a great podcast. Uh, Sean Moe texted this morning and said that he just started it and he's loving it because he loves Scrubs too. Right. So, um, you know, we got the Sean Moe seal of approval. The Chuddy Buddy seal the, the, of approval. The Chudster. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna list. I'm not a I'm not a huge Scrubs guy. I just kind of missed that boat on that. But I was like a good intellectual broadcast. That's stupid. Yeah, uh, and it, it's a it's definitely worth a rewatch. Like if you, it's one of those shows that like it, at first watch can just seem like it's just another dumb right fucking show, right? Right. But like when you consider like the the how they cast it, the actors they actually brought on. Just the the level of funny people, right? You know, like famously, there's the guy that plays the janitor in Scrubs. Right. Um, I can't remember his name. It's Neil. I know his first name is Neil. But like, they have they tell little anecdotes of how like he's just in, this incredible improvisational kind of stand up comedian right. guy. And he was friends with Bill, so Bill brought him on the show. He was only supposed to be there for the first few episodes, right? And it was going to turn out that like he was actually a figment of JD's imagination. He was the only person that could actually see him. He right. was never there, but it turned out he was so fucking funny that he became one of the biggest parts of the show for nine years. Huh? And um, they were saying like in the last half of the production, like when you would they would get their sides. And they're reading through it, and it would just say, like, and then Neil says something funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, almost everything after year two or three it was, just all was, just, was just him fucking riffing and saying ridiculous <laughs> shit. And it's some of the funniest shit I've ever seen on network television, man. It's awesome. <laughs> well, we all got, like I said, y'all ain't got shit to do. Yeah, so ain't got shit to do. Watch to Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Uh, like I say, up. you can find it anywhere. I'll post a link to it on our Whiskey World page. Um, cause we love podcasts and we love to shout out people. So that's what's up. Um, stay healthy, obviously. Um, but more important than that, be a gentleman, oh. even in these trying times, be a gentleman, be a gentleman. Um, do you have any, do you have any words of advice for these youngins? Well, so I got some words of advice for my girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did have a moment where I, during all this, my stress level got to a point where I withdrew and I found my own quiet spot and I sat in that quiet spot <laughs> for a really long time and mostly just listened to podcasts and did nothing. Right. Um, but she brought up the point, which I thought was actually, 
well-deserved. She's like, I don't care what you do right now. I get it. We're all fucked up. But she's like, can you put a dish in the fucking dishwasher? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, um, yes. <laughs> okay, good so far. Yeah. Good no, so I definitely far. can. Good so um, far. So I've made it a point now for the last few days. I'm just like, okay. You know, when I go in and... The little things. The little things. Right. Just go in, put the dish in the dishwasher, clean yeah. it off. Yeah. Don't leave a dirty sink. Scrape it, rinse it, you know? throw it in the dishwasher, dude. When I... I don't know what happens when I make coffee, but like <laughs> when I walk away from that thing, there are coffee grounds everywhere. everywhere. It's just splatter. <laughs> and fucking... Uh, like all I did was make coffee. Yeah. yeah. And I made a mess. Yeah, of course. Just make... And I have a coffee maker. It doesn't even make sense. It's not a you French, pour water in it's the not thing. A French press. No, right. No, but there's still just grounds <laughs> everywhere. Oh, and I also like, and this goes back to my marriage. She used to tell me she's like, "You can't walk three steps without spilling coffee on everything." And I'm like, "I know. Like, I don't even know what it is. I don't know if it's like fluid dynamics hate me or what the problem is." So <laughs> I'm just trying to be very oh like, my God. you have to be aware of the people that are around you and they're dealing with stresses and all that little shit starts to add up. Oh, like sure. when you're already sort of frazzled. Amen. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, I'm going to do my part. You know, I came in last night. I made a fire, cooked some tacos. That's awesome. Just, you know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm trying to like, okay, everybody cool? Olive branch, bro. You guys good? Olive branch it. All right, I'm going to the garage. Sensies. <laughs> uh, for sure, dude. No, that's actually a fucking. It's actually a really good one. Um, yeah. Fuck. I wish I knew how to be a gentleman at this point. Um, I'm doing my best. I will say, um, I had uh, me and me and Rex were hanging out. And we had a little bit of a we had a little bit of a dust up, um, and it wasn't anything. Gasp. Gasp. I know. Um, but we've been spending an inordinate amount of time with each other because we've yep. had the time to spend it. This isn't an, an, a typical sort of thing. Um, so, and when that happens with adults under a stressful situation, you're going to kind of either get on each other's nerves or say the wrong thing or not do the right thing or whatever. All I would say is this. Um, whereas a lot of times I would say if there's a confrontation to be had, sometimes it's best to walk away from it. But I think right now it's best to kind of meet those things head on and do your due diligence and be an adult and have an adult conversation, knowing full well you're not going to walk out and just go out that night. Um, take the extra time to talk to the people that you care about, about what they care about. Um, and and it, kind of what Bobby was saying, do that extra effort to have the conversation to make sure that you're quieting those waters because there's no you're not going to go out in a huff, slam the door, and then do what? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> there's nowhere to go, dog. <laughs> so I mean, this is a great exercise on confronting, uh, con- not so much being confrontational, but just meeting those uh, very difficult conversations head on, yeah. and having the patience and the fortitude to sit through that, wade through that, get to an end game that you both can live with. You'll be much happier if you do. Um, both of you will be happier. Um, I have a tendency to just ghost. And um, this isn't a ghosting kind of time. So lesson learned um, in that. So be a gentleman and have that extra conversation with the people that you care about. It's worth it. Here, here. Yeah, man. So one little, uh, one last little sotas. Sotas! Hacienda de Chihuahua. Chihuahua. 
Um, like I say, it's 30 bucks a bottle, guys. It's well worth Baller. a try one time. Go listen to some Don't D-smoke. mix it. Just drink into it. Listen to D-Smoke. Go listen to Fake Doctors. Fucking Fake Doctors, Real, real Friends. friends. I'll, I'll post the link shit. on the Facebook page. Do your rightful shit in your county, your state, your country. Do what's being Be asked smart. of you. Be smart. Be wicked smart. Be wicked smart. Be wicked smart. Stop being stupid. All right, guys. Love Cheers. you. Be safe. We'll see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.